from the PSIA AASI Studios in Lakewood, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. Today, we're going to be visiting with team member Tony Macri. Tony, thanks very much for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks for for, uh, asking me to come along, George. It's great to chat. So we were talking a little bit after our last podcast, and you'd brought up uh, coaching freestyle over the summer at Woodward. And we really were like, you know, let's do a show on that. Yeah, it's you know it's such a such a cool and unique experience that I like to kind of share that with people and, and just how you know as us as instructors you know we we go away we do all these different activities and, and mix in with different people that we have in the summer versus sometimes in the winter and I just like to, to draw some comparisons to what I did this summer and uh, see what people think about about how that kind of compares to what they do in the winter. Is it really a different athlete that we're working with in the summer as opposed to the winter? Yeah, um, there, there's definitely some differences and some um, some similarities. You know, I think the biggest thing is the way the camp works out is like it's all it's all kids up there. You know, up, um, pretty much from age six to seventeen, and uh, the kids come super uh, motivated to learn specific tricks and things like that. And, and we're with the same kids for the whole week. So on that note, there are definitely some similarities to programs in the winter at different resorts that people do and, and a lot of resorts do like weekend programs and stuff like that but i think these kids because they're so um they're so driven by specific freestyle tricks and we have the facility with the indoor barn and trampolines and stuff like that so we work with the kids um in the evenings to prepare them for what we're going to do the next day on the snow and that that whole piece is really unique especially when you're starting to manage you know, managing fear and self-efficacy and things like that. It's it's really cool when you get the kids in the beginning of the uh, of the week and you talk, sit down and talk goals and what they want to achieve for the week. And, you know, some of the goals are pretty lofty. You know, kids come in wanting to do backflips and double backflips and stuff like that. So you kind of have to, like, sometimes talk them back from the from the edge a little bit and kind of bring bring them back to reality but some of them are absolutely there and you know being able to teach kids their first backflips and their first uh multiple rotations uh u- utilizing things like the trampolines and then moving them out on snow and do- using the airbag is really such a cool unique experience you know it's funny what you're saying there is really making me think of things that happen in the winter so i'm feeling like this is making you a much better teacher you know, people with unrealistic goals, you've got that first timer who comes out and they're like, I want to be doing, you know, Widowmaker uh, by this afternoon. And you're like, well, with that attitude, you might be on Widowmaker right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, exactly. There's, you know, I, I spoke to it just, just before there with the whole piece of self-efficacy. And we actually, um, we, we have it um, documented pretty well in the freestyle manual. It's a cool piece that we I think I think goes under underutilized at times. You know, we talk about the four different experiences people go through when they go through self-efficacy, and, and seeing it out on the hill. You know, this summer was really cool because we had we had pros up there riding along with some of the kids and seeing them kind of working through like the mastery experiences. Like they were able to, you know, they do this all the time, so they have full ownership and know their abilities really well. And then these kids are going out there and they're they're pushing themselves, but they're going through kind of three other experiences, which is like vicarious social and emotional state um, experiences where sometimes they're being pushed by the other kids in the group. Sometimes they're just working through the natural progression and we're trying to build them up. But, but really, you know, similar to what we do with um, kids and, and even adults on the snow in the, in the winter time, 
is uh, is really just making sure that people are very aware of the environment and very aware of how to manage how to manage fear, but also how to manage doubt. And and that was a big uh, learning curve for me this summer. Is like, you know, sitting and talking to a kid at the top of a line before they uh, go into to hit a jump or a rail is really trying to manage that fear. And if and I always say, if kids have fear or st- your students have fear, that's great because it keeps them really focused. But it's when that doubt starts to creep in that's when we can get injured. So understanding the difference between fear and doubt, it was a huge thing for, for myself this summer and, and understanding how to relate that to your students and pull that out of them. So, you know, that back to that student and wanting to go down Widowmaker, um, maybe, you know, maybe they think they can do that. They have this, this vision or this, this vision of seeing their friends do it, but understanding where they are in their own, in their own abilities and, and putting that on snow to keep everybody safe is crucial. Now, I don't want to take you off on a tangent here, but what you said about the difference between fear and doubt, I love that. And I would love for you to address that a little bit more. What are some of the differences? Yeah, so, you know, fear is like generally like when fear starts to creep in, fear creeps in from past experiences or from from the unknown. So the way we kind of work through that fear is we, um, we we make sure that you know we do an inspection run. We know exactly what we're getting into, what we're trying to achieve. Um, we'll do things like you know instructors do demos and stuff like that all the time. You know um, they they start to, to like I said working through things like um, within self-efficacy some some emotional states. So trying to build build people up so that they feel good about where they are, making sure you know they're, they're we're drinking tons of water up there in the summer because there's obviously a lot of sun and people get dehydrated. So same thing for the winters when, when your students come up here to altitude, you know, things like um, your emotional state will really be affected if you're not feeling healthy and you're not, um, and if you're fatigued and stuff like that. So, so really fear is really, you know, that whole, you know, part of the brain is, is trying to keep you safe. The, the magdala in the, in the back of the brain is trying to keep you safe, always asking, you know, am I safe? Do I matter sort of thing? And, and that, that comes from different things. And it could be fear of, of performance or fear of injury or fear of, you know, social environment. Um, but really it's, it's when you start to hear people start to talk themselves down and, and say that, Oh, I can't do this. Uh, what am I doing here? Stuff like that. That's when fear turns into doubt. And that's when we need to like pull people away from the experience. That's when we need to go back to, you know, we, we do it all the time. We go back to old terrain, um, with uh, something familiar that they're successful in. So before they go down Widow, Widowmaker, maybe they need to go down like, you know, the cruisy green run or the, the, the slightly more difficult black run before they go to that double black. So they, they start to feel, feel familiar and feel good with themselves. Something that I always like to do at the end of every lesson is always finish the day on a real easy run with a task or something uh, that, you know, your students are really, really good at so that they finish on a really positive note. So then the next time they come up and ski and snowboard with you, uh, they have quite a bit of confidence. Well, I want to do a whole nother interview with you on this because my mind's just been racing with fear and doubt in all sorts of different situations. I mean, think about exam preparation. You go in and I think everybody's scared when they get into a situation like that. Or scared, that might be a little over, but nervous. Uh, Absolutely. But then something comes up and that fear, I think, is actually really good because it gets you kind of pumped up. But you're right. When doubt creeps in, then you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and it's interesting when when fear you know comes in. You see different different athletes and different students manage it differently. Some people need to get pumped up like they they kind of like you know 
you know, juice themselves up and kind of shout or whatever and build themselves up, some fist pumping and stuff. Or some people will just need to take some deep breaths and come into a calm state of mind. So people will deal with that fear slightly differently. You know, to the to the exam piece, you know, that's that's a great uh, a great um, a segue into like understanding what PSI and ASI is doing for that for those exam candidates. You know, what we've done so much just over the last like five to ten years is we've created a really good transparency and coming along uh, a long ways with that with our website and everything, all the information that we have on the website. So again, like I talked about fear is the um, part of one part of fear is the, uh, is going into something and not, not knowing what you're getting into. So fear of the unknown. And obviously now that with the website and all the the great um, materials that we have on the website, people can really prep themselves and prepare themselves for what they're getting into. Now back to your students. (laughs) Do you ever get to work with some of the kids that you've worked with in the summer? Do you get to work with them in the winter? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's really cool to start building relationships with, uh, you know, in the summer we have them for the full week. So, you know, you, you always build that, that kind of friendship when you're with somebody for the day and, you know, you get some achievement happening in a day, but when you're there the whole week, sometimes you see that kid, you know, there's some tears that, that will come out from sometimes they're having a tough day and then, you know, and then you see smiles the next day and stuff like that. So you go through a lot of a roller coaster of emotions. And when you start seeing some of those emotions coming out of your student, you start to build that real strong connection and they start to get comfortable with you. And therefore they want to be with you, you know, all the time when they're on snow. So that's, I feel like, you know, whether it's in the winter, whether it's in the summer, anytime you can build that emotional connection with your student and they feel safe in that in that environment that you're creating to be themselves, to truly be themselves and, and kind of be, let themselves be vulnerable and, and, you know, trying new things, I feel like that's where you get a, a student for life. Now, how do you feel that this has changed you as a teacher? Because you said that it, it really did have an effect on you this summer. And here you are, a coach of the team, and uh, I mean, you know everything. How can you improve anymore? <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's it's amazing, you know, how things things are changing so rapidly. Like w- one example of that would be, you know, nowadays kids want instant gratification. You know, they use social media and things like this to create that instant gratification. And so, so seeing how that works, you know, with some of these kids in the summertime, they always want to get, you know, they're, they're always like, oh, Tony, can you, you know, can you? can you shoot a vid of me real quick? You know, I want to, I want to put this on my Instagram page and stuff like that. So they, they want that instant gratification, but being able to have that, that conversation with those kids and, and showing them like, Hey, you know, there's a time and a place to focus on that. And there's a time and a place to focus on your personal self-improvement. And, and I feel like, uh, like starting to see some of those connections and, and those people skills really coming out, coming out of me this summer and really being able to hone in on some of those things was really good. Sometimes in the winter, I personally feel like I get so engaged and involved with training is I, I lose a little bit of touch with some of those emotions that you get from first time students trying something for the first time. And, and I tend to spend a little bit more time with with some of the more conceptual stuff with, uh, with, you know, other instructors and stuff like that. And we don't see it in real live action. So getting back to that real live action was great for me this summer. How do you think this is going to change you as a trainer this year? Uh, I think one word would be empathy. I think a lot more empathy and a lot more patience and a lot more getting to know the person I'm training is going to be uh, more worthwhile to, to being able to, um, to create successes for that candidate, whatever outcome they're looking for. 
And with the way snow is flying, you might be training uh, rather soon. In fact, you're going to be at team training next week. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, looking forward to it for sure. Definitely excited. And what's that going to be like to get out on the snow again with the new team? Uh, I think I think the the first part is is just as I was saying before. It's all about you know the first day or so is all about people skills. In fact. You know, um, the snowboard team specifically, we're all actually meeting down in Denver for a few days before we meet the, the whole rest of the team up at Keystone. We're going to just hang out and spend have some social time and get to know one another. So I think the first few days is really trying to get to know each other a little bit better because we just, uh, you know, we created this team and then we all, you know, high-fived and then took off to our summer gigs and left for the summer. We stayed in touch for sure, but uh, it's exciting to kind of see everybody and get back on snow. And then once we get on snow, it's going to be, Heads to, heads to the grindstone and getting uh, getting what we need to do to, to prepare ourselves for a great season and to uh, to hopefully get out and around the uh, the country a bit more with um, you know with really kind of pushing out kind of the snowboard fundamentals and the performance guide and some of the new material that we have um, first of all with all the uh, education staffs around the country and then eventually um, you know hanging out with all the instructors around the country as well. So to kind of wrap up. You have a real opportunity there as a coach in the summer. How about those of us who maybe aren't quite as fortunate? What are some things we can do to work on our teaching skills over the summer that can help us in the winter? Yeah, I mean, like the the example that I uh, shared with you guys is just uh, coaching on snow in the summer, right? But I think all of us probably have coaching moments in the summer. You know, when you take your taking your friend out for the first mountain bike ride or, you know, whatever, going fly fishing for the first time, showing somebody how to, how to fly fish, any of those activities. I think there's so many great uh, coaching opportunities in the summer that we can kind of relate to in the winter. And, and also, um, you know, what I find, and I'm sure a lot of people are in a similar boat, is I find sometimes my summer friends are different than my winter friends. So in other words, I'm conversing and hanging out with a completely different group of friends. So I think some of those people skills are really interesting and you know just seeing this summer i tend to be a little bit more of um more of an outwardly spoken person so this summer i tend to get you know it's not my super super comfortable environment i, I used to go to new zealand a lot in the summer so so spending the, the last two summers here i was a little bit more quiet and a little bit more reserved and becoming a better listener this summer so definitely working on those people skills for sure <laughs> so you're making me laugh because friends on facebook are like in the summer, they're like, George, what's all this bike stuff? And then in the winter, they're like, how come you're posting all this ski stuff? <laughs> yeah, it's great. The hidden sides of us. <laughs> so, Tony, anything you want to say in conclusion? No, I guess um, I guess the biggest thing is just, you know, thinking about what you do in the summer and, and how that prepares you and preps you for the winter is, uh, I think, a, a great thing to, uh, to, to reflect on as we're getting ready for uh, to meet that that audience on snow in the winter and, and start having some fun with some hopefully some new clients and, and hopefully plenty of old old clients that we've been riding and skiing with for years as well tony macri thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us and really looking forward to seeing you next week thanks george it's a pleasure chatting from the psia aasi studios in lakewood colorado i'm george thomas 